Hello, my name is David, and welcome to Living Life. Uh, it's an honor and such a joy sharing God's Word with you today. Um, we're continuing with Deuteronomy chapter 15, where God is uh, commanding the Israelites how to live well with each other. And this is a very important concept, uh, because if you look at all the commandments and the law that God has given to the people through Moses, uh, it, it falls under two things love for God and love for our neighbors. Uh, if we were to uh, make an example out of this, uh, let's, you know, if you take a look at the Ten Commandments, it's divided into two things, whether loving God or loving our neighbors. So, you know, one of the commandments, you shall have no other God uh, besides me. That's, you know, that's demonstrating and showing our love for God. And when, when God commands us not to murder, not to kill, not to steal, uh, He's uh, asking us or he is commanding us to demonstrate our love for our neighbors. So let's get into today's text. Deuteronomy chapter 15 verses 12 through 23. If any of your people, Hebrew men or women, sell themselves to you and serve you six years, in the seventh year you must let them go free. And when you release them, do not send them away empty-handed. Supply them liberally from your flock, your threshing floor, and your winepress. Give to them as the Lord, your God, has blessed you. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. That is why I give you this command today. But if your servant says to you, I do not want to leave you because he loves you and your family and is well off with you, then take an awl and push it through his earlobe into the door, and he will become your servant for life. Do the same for your female servant. Do not consider it a hardship to set your servant free, because their service to you these six years has been worth twice as much as that of a hired hand. And the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. Set apart for the Lord your God every firstborn male of your herds and flocks. Do not put the firstborn of your cows to work, and do not shear the firstborn of your sheep. Each year you and your family are to eat them in the presence of the Lord your God at the place he will choose. If an animal has a defect, is lame or blind, or has any serious flaw, you must not sacrifice it to the Lord your God. You are to eat it in your own towns. Both the ceremonially unclean and the clean may eat it, as if it were gazelle or deer. But you must not eat the blood. Pour it out on the ground like water. Uh, seven is a very important number in the Bible. It demonstrates the wholeness of, uh, of, of everything and we know that uh, God, He created the heavens and the earth within six days, and on the seventh day, He rested. And the reason why He rested is because uh, He didn't rest because God was so tired from 
making the entire universe, but He rested so that we could rest and we could enjoy uh, our, our Sabbath with Him. Um, uh, some of us, we, we work uh, tirelessly uh, throughout the week, and some of us, we, we don't get to rest. And when we don't get to rest, we start uh, prioritizing other things before worship. Uh, we're, we're, we're tired, so we can't really focus. We can't really concentrate. But God gave us the seventh day specifically, and in the New Testament, we refer it as the first day or the Lord's day. But whether it's the seventh day in, in Jewish culture or the first day, as Paul refers to it in the New Testament, whatever the Lord's day is, he wants us to devote that whole day in worshiping him. And that same concept, it applies in our society, uh, in, in the Jewish culture, especially um, uh, the, the, the cycle of seven, it, it also applied not only to the land, but it is also applied to the servants. And if we look in today's text, uh, uh, God, he wants Israelites or he commands them to free the servants after seven years. So if they worked for their master for six years, on the seventh year, God wants them to free them. And he does this uh, for the benefit of society. He doesn't want people constantly living as servants, as indentured servants or slaves. He doesn't want uh, people with a lot of material wealth uh, ruling over the fellow Israelites. He didn't want that, but he wanted uh, rest for his people. So even people who are, are, who are living as servants because of situations or because uh, of debt that they might have incurred throughout their years, he wants to give them rest. And what he does is he wants the owners not only to send them off, be like, okay, your six years of service is over, you're, you, know, you can look out for yourself, but he wants them to uh, not be empty-handed, but well-supplied. And the servants, they also have a choice for working for the family for life. So if the, if the servant was in a good situation and the master was taking good care of the servants, the servants had the option of being with the master for the rest of his life. And God gives his people freedom. Uh, he, gives his, he gives them rest. He gives them Sabbath so that they could worship the Lord their God. And he wants them to live well, not only with God, but again, with their neighbors as well. And what we, could, uh, what we can apply from this, the application that we get is, how are we treating people that are lower than us? How are we treating uh, uh, people that are uh, under us, working under us? If you're in a, a, a position of power or influence, if you have uh, uh, hired uh, people in your businesses or your companies, God wants you to treat them fairly. Um, it doesn't mean that uh, on the seventh year you should fire all your employees or let them go, but He wants us to have that heart of mercy, gratitude, and justice, just as God displays uh, in his people. And uh, if you look at verse 19 to 23, Moses, he instructs the Israelites to set apart the firstborn of their flocks as the offering unto the Lord. Again, it's the same concept of tithing. God is interested in where our priorities lay, where our heart is. And um, back then, you know, the firstborn was a very symbolic thing because you know, your firstborn son, he's going to carry on the name of the family. Uh, the, f the firstborn uh, 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 male of a flock or, or the offspring of, of your cattle and sheep, it was very significant because they have to carry on to produce more and more cattle and more and more flock. But when we dedicate that to God, you're saying, God, listen, 
I'm giving you everything. I'm giving you my firstborn, my first fruit, my first offspring. Everything is yours. And again, it's a confession of our faith unto the Lord. It's declaring unto God, God, I trust you in all circumstances. And again, um, during this pandemic, one of the things that, that hit people the hardest is the economy. Uh, the economy is in really bad shape, not only in Korea, not only in the U.S., but just the entire world, right? We see uh, the, the stock markets crashing. We see people being laid off. Uh, we see people without work. And there's so many people struggling out there. And God wants us to be merciful. If you have resources, uh, if you know brothers and sisters in Christ who are in need, He's calling us to be generous because the Lord our God is generous and He wants us to share in that. Let's go into time of prayer. As the Israelites were preparing to go into the promised land, uh, God is preparing them to be holy people, to be righteous people, to be people who are fair, who display justice. And uh, the way he does that is commands his people on the seventh year, set, set, uh, set your servants free, set your slaves free, and he wants us to offer our firstborn, our first fruit onto him. Not because we do it out of law, but he wants us to do it willingly and with gratitude. Let's pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word today. Just as you have commanded the Israelites not to be oppressors, but to be generous and to be merciful, I pray that in our daily lives, whether we're in a, power, a, a position of, of power or influence, that we may be merciful and just onto those who are underneath us or below us, or people that we hire in our companies. Uh, I pray that in our lives that we may give you everything because you are the giver of all things and we want to express our gratitude, not begrudgingly, but willingly and with a happy heart. Uh, we thank you, we love you, and in your precious name we pray, amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer.